0: I was living in a devil town.
1: Didn't
0: know it was a devil town. Oh lord, it really brings me down about the devil town.
1: Welcome to this Devil's Junkie minicast episode. I'm your host, Ralph Amsden. I am going to uh, recap some of the action from Arizona State's first two fall practices, uh, as well as uh, spend some time talking with uh, ASU promising sophomore running back, Traylon Smith. Uh, he's somebody who I think will uh, uh, will really show an ability to, to make some plays this year uh, out of the backfield for Arizona State. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Arizona State starts fall camp. Um, they're out, outside the 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 bubble at of Kajikawa uh, field. Uh, it's hot. I mean, they're starting practice around seven twenty, but it's. Got to be honest, it's still miserable. The first day, there was sort of that um, the, that energy that just comes with all right, and a new season is here. Everybody's anxious to get on the field together. Everybody's anxious to see what the new kids can do. New kids are anxious to prove themselves. You know, some of the veterans are are are, are anxious to either cement their spots or 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 you know, guys that have been behind somebody for the last couple of years are anxious to get out there and 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 show that you know it's their time. Um, so you know, the positive anxiety, but a lot of anxiety in the air, especially for, you know, a bunch of media members out there. The most that you'll see is always at practice one, uh, cause you know, they, they want to get content. They want to be able to, to tell, you know, readers and subscribers who looks good and everything like that. And PS, if that's something you're interested in, head on over to devilsdigest.com. We've got, you know, Jordan K. Hoderbino and myself are out at every single fall practice, bringing you as much information as we possibly can. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely an interesting, super livened-up uh, environment. Uh, every year, the first day of, uh, of of fall practice is a lot of fun to get out there and cover. Day two, you see a little bit of a drop-off in that enthusiasm when players realize, oh, you know, even though it's 720, it's still, you know, 99 degrees out, and, you know, we're going to be, by next Thursday, we're going to be in full pads. You know, and so, you know, the, just the day in and day out of, of, of you know, a, a new routine for your body, you know, weights in the morning, film, everything. Thing like that uh, that you have going on. It's you know it takes a while to get used to these things, and you could definitely see the drop off and anticipation and enthusiasm going into the second day, and then a little bit of frustration taking over as as a fight breaks out in uh, uh, in in one of the team sessions toward the end of practice too. Uh, I will say it has been an absolute breath of fresh air to be able to be out there and watch the practices in their entirety. College football is really moving to I, you know it it starts with one team says, "You know we're not going to let media do this or that. They realize the amount of control that they're able to have and sort of, you know get get away with. There's nobody to really stop them from doing it. And if they can get other people on board, then it makes it that much easier to shut down access for fans and media and everything like that. And the trend has really been over the last few years to let the media see as little of practice as possible. To let the media have as little access to players and coaches um, as possible, and uh, and you know, Herm Edwards is coming in and really sort of swinging back against the grain of the the trend, allowing media to stay around, saying you know, hey, we trust you, don't mess it up, don't give away any formations, don't give any, any you know any uh, sub packages or, or or trick plays away, or report on injuries as they happen without getting all the information first. Um, and I appreciate that, you know. It it, it, it I think it, it helps us do our job, um, and I think it's reflective of the way that Herm Edwards coaches this team. Ultimately, Herm Edwards comes in and says to his players, you know, this is you're you're in college now, you're an adult. Go out there and do your job. I trust you to do your job unless you show me otherwise, and I'm going to treat you like a professional. and um, I think that uh, that has had a positive impact on some of the players. Um... You know, it really fits with the personality that some of the players have anyway. Uh, some players sort of need that that iron fist; they need to kind of be yelled at and motivated in in that way, shape, or form. But ultimately, somebody who is intrinsically motivated and self motivated is probably going to be more successful, you know, in different areas of, of of life anyway. So for Herm Edwards to come in and say, you know, hey, media, I trust you; don't lose that trust. It's on you. Uh, hey, players, I trust you. You know, don't lose that trust. It's on you. Uh, it's I, I don't know. It's it's refreshing for you know for people who do the things the right way it feels good to not be the subject of you know you legislate to the worst uh, you know among you right laws are for the people who break laws and need to be punished for those things so you know when you have a whole team getting screamed at because one person can't get something right. You're still getting screamed at. You didn't do anything really to earn that, Um, you know, and, 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 you know, when you have an entire practice be um, shut down because you don't like the way one particular media member uh, does a certain thing or because, you know, somebody else was able to do it. So you want to do it too, you know, whether it's out of a, a, a sense of paranoia or, you know, or whatever else it might be, you know, there, there are people who are doing things the right way that ultimately get punished. Um, in the process, and so I, I, I personally will say that I appreciate and have a respect for Herm Edwards' approach uh, to to how he's doing things, how he's handling his players, as well as the media, the vibe of practice. Very relaxed, very teacher oriented. This is much more a situation where if you do something wrong, uh, or you're not warming up correctly, or you need work on your fundamentals, uh, you know, you're you're much more likely in this environment to be. Pulled off to the side by one or two coaches. You know, grad assistants, whatever, and and walked through what you can do better than you are to be you know shouted down in front of the whole team. That's not to say that there's not some intensity uh, from from some of these coaches. Um, just Antonio Pierce's mere presence among the linebackers commands sort of an in intense level of authority. Uh, Rob Likens, nicest, most energetic guy in the entire world turns that energy into something else on the practice field. You know, he can definitely get loud. He's not somebody that you can. You know, you, you can really... Um uh, you know, take advantage of uh, of the fact that you know he he's he's a nice guy. He's he's more energetic than he is nice. He uses that energy for for uh, for good um, off the field and for on the field. You know, for the for the for the good of the team. And if that takes you know him raising his voice, he's going to do that. Uh, you know, and then you, you definitely got some you know some some intensity from Danny Gonzalez and a couple of the other coaches. I think that um, you know you're not going to see Herm Edwards uh, yell and scream. Um, you you've, you've seen Herm try to develop relationships with certain players, the players that this team is going to have to lean on pretty much more than anybody else. Guys like Manny Wilkins, um, you've seen him develop, you know, the relationship. Even though it's only been a couple of months, you've seen him develop the relationship to the point where he's able to do things like, you know, Manny didn't see uh, Traylon Smith break free on a wheel route, wide open in eleven on eleven play, and Herm Edwards from about fifty yards away is able to point at Manny. Nod over to Traylon Smith, and Manny's able to nod back at him. and that's it. That's it. So those people, you know, <laughs> those people are able to, you know, look at each other and say like, all right, I get it. And you don't have a situation where um, there's conflict or 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 anybody's made to feel, you don't know if you're watching Last Chance you or anything like that, but you don't need to humiliate a kid and play mind games in order to get what you want. You don't have to be manipulative. Trust works just as well, and those are the type of players that you want to be around anyway, the ones that you can trust, not the ones that you have to force into doing what you want. So I, I would say that one of the things that's most interesting about watching Herm Edwards is the level of security with which he conducts himself. He's just not an insecure man. And that's not a comment on anybody else. You know, I'm not saying, hey, I like the sun, so that means that I hate the moon. You know, what I'm saying is that, that it is notable, it is very notable that Herm Edwards conducts himself um with with a, a level of security um, that doesn't necessarily float over into cockiness because I I would argue that cockiness is ultimately more of an indicator of insecurity. It's you sort of building that armor around yourself uh, because you're, you're afraid of, you know, uh, of criticism in some way, shape or form. He's just a secure guy. He's going to be him. He's going to do what he does. And if it works, it works. If not, you know, it doesn't. So uh, it's been very interesting to watch the vibe around the team, to watch him coach the team. Uh, you know, I've talked to a few players. They all seem to feel the same way about uh, the the contrast between last year and this year, and also feel the same way about the difference between last year and this year being good for some players and 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 really up in the air of whether or not it's going to be good for others. Some people really need that iron fist. Some people need a coach to be in their face every single day um, to to motivate them along. You know, I remember uh, to to Sean Smallwood always, you know. Might have butted heads with Jackie Ship, but he he loved getting pushed in that way, having somebody, you know, in in his face. Um, And that was just something that he he enjoyed. He liked responding to that type of challenge. Uh, for, For the most part, you know, you've got guys that I've talked to like Kyle Soley. Who is just about his business, and he likes that you know you have a coaching staff coming in that trusts you to be about your business, and that you know that that he has a position coach who has a professional pedigree, and that he can glean some of that professionalism um, from from him as well. You know, I I've I've talked to some of the other players, some uh, some walk-ons even who were you know on last year's team and this year's team. um, You know, just absolutely uh, just you know they said it's an absolute night and day difference but they're still not sure you know what which one the teams going to respond better to uh some of my other notes from from practices you and you can you can view my sights and sounds articles you can view Jordan case practice reports you can get all of the practice video um from Hod as well as comments from Herm Edwards after every practice on devilsdigest.com absolutely worth your time to subscribe to devilsdigest.com i believe if you buy an annual membership it comes out to be about $8.33 a month $8.33 a month uh well well spent if you ask me definitely helps fund everything uh that i do so we 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 appreciate the support. I appreciate Hoderbino for giving me the opportunity uh, to cover the Arizona State Sun Devils. Support us if you can. Um, but a lot of that information over on Devils Digest. You know, uh, um, some of the notes that that I made that I want to touch on in this in this mini cast, and I'll, I'll get you over to this Traylon Smith interview um, relatively quickly. I don't want to make this longer than twenty minutes. Um, but I, I will say that uh, some of the players that have stood out to me, um, you know. Uh, running back Isaiah Floyd from City College of San Francisco. He's compact. He's he's five foot seven, muscular. His acceleration might be the best on the team right now. Uh, and that's not to say that there are not plenty of guys who have great acceleration. Traylon Smith is one of them, Kyle Williams is another. You know, Nikhil Harry has great speed once he gets into it. But but the acceleration of Isaiah Floyd to, you know, to be able um to really be at top speed almost, you know, two steps after he gets. Uh, the ball handed off to him, I think you're going to see him create some opportunities to play uh, for himself, which is impressive considering how strong the group of running backs is. And I think the group of running backs is really, really strong, especially considering that I think the level of expectation drops for them. I think expectations for Kalen Bellage and Demario Richard were so high last year um, that ultimately you're going to see the fact that expectations sort of fall because you're going to be led by two sophomores uh, three sophomores, really, if Isaiah Floyd can cement it in, and a couple of freshmen, um, you know, I think you're going to see the expectations drop, but I think you're going to see the production increase, especially because the interior of the offensive line, I believe, is going to be uh, a big strength of this team. Another standout player uh, from early on that I've seen um, is Stephen Miller. Great push uh, on on interior running plays. He's lost, I think, 15 to 20 pounds. His physique looks great. Dave Christensen commented on it in practice. I think you know uh, called it a speedo body and a Ferrari body, you know, jokingly, but Stephen Miller looks really good. He's one of those guys that I think um, stands out to me so far. Uh, a couple of more from from the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see what goes on at the linebacker position between, you know, you got guys like Nick Ralston, Malik Lawall, Kalen Thomas all fighting for, for reps with, you know, Kyle Soley on the outside. Guys like, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson trying to get a chance. Um, Karan Crump still coming back J.J. Wilson still kind of learning There's a lot going on on the defensive side of the ball. The really standout players to me have been the the defensive backs You know, I think the biggest question mark is the defensive line the biggest question mark as far as who's going to get reps. The biggest question mark as far as the defensive line is going to be are the guys that you expect to play well or are they actually going to step up like Ronell Wren. Uh, The biggest question mark for linebackers, I think you're going to get production regardless out of the linebackers, is who's going to take the field, right? Um, And then, and then I think the strength, which which is absurd considering how much the defensive back group has struggled over the last couple of years, I think the strength as far as depth and talent is this defensive back group. And I wrote about it today. You know, they, 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 you know, with Jalen Harvey moving over and sort of becoming an emotional leader, Chase Lucas um, really has the uh, just ability to be a game breaker and has next level talent. The confidence that Kobe Williams plays with is just otherworldly i i mean i'm for a guy who who definitely lacks physically he does not lack in he's another guy that walks around with that security confidence not cockiness very physical um just very technically sound he's somebody i really enjoy watching play then at the safety position you know the young guys uh whether it's, whether it's Eli Doyle, whether it's Evan Fields, you know, challenging guys like um Demonte King and Daz Tautalatasi, I, I think they're deep. I think the unit has a lot of great cohesion, even though they're competing for each other's reps. I think they operate as a unit. Um, I think, you know, I, it's interesting. Every time they make a play, you watch Jalen Harvey, you know, get out there and pump him up. He hasn't really seen the field too much Um Yet, but, you know, he's out there pumping them up, and they're really feeding off each other. And I wrote about, you know, are they a group of trolls that likes to get into their opponent's skin, or are they a group of killers that wants to, you know, leave the opponents lifeless, metaphorically, of course. So, you know, they... Went from really being, you know, the the worst unit in the entire NCAA as far as production. There was some talent there, but as far as production and having serious depth issues, to probably being the deepest unit on on the team. So I am very very interested to see how that shakes out. I would say my standout players thus far, for me personally, Stephen Miller definitely, um, Isaiah Floyd. Uh, has flashed some some you know great ability. And then Chase Lucas and Kobe Williams at the cornerback spots haven't done anything to show me that they're gonna slow down the progress that they made from from last year. So those are some of the players that are standing out to me. Uh, I want to go ahead and get you to this interview of Traylon Smith. Um, big production in high school, you know, came into ASU obviously you know behind Kalen Caleb, Demario Richard, and then you know, and then the the next in line really has sort of, you know, that, that title's been bestowed on Eno Benjamin. And so you know but Trey Smith has still really flashed some ability and, and it leads you to sort of ask yourself, oh, is this going to be a guy that has packages designed for him where he's able to get out and have some success? Uh, you know, or he is he gonna be somebody that actually demands carries and you know, it creates sort of the lightning and thunder um, uh, combination of running backs that you know that that most teams like to have. They like to be able to lean heavily on more than one back. Can Traylon Smith be that guy? I believe he has that ability. So uh, great kid, uh, great interview. We'll go ahead and get you over to Traylon Smith, sophomore running back, Arizona State University. Devil's Digest, out here at Traylon Smith. Uh, first practice, I mean, how, how do you feel? How does it feel to get out here with your teammates? Oh, man, it was really exciting. You know, I've been waiting for this
2: moment for a very long time, and it finally came. And, you know, football season right around the corner, and just knowing that, you know, I'm really pumped and excited, and I was really happy to be out here today.
1: Running back room goes from a couple of people in there to, to full. Well, what's your impression of some of the new guys?
2: Oh, man, the new guys, you know, they're, they're really great running backs. You know, Brock, A.J., Floyd, you know, You know, all of them, they're really good running backs, and uh, we really have a real good running back, and we're really young, but our running back room is excellent, man.
1: So, I love, you know, you you force your way onto the field last year, yeah. special team situations, you get a couple of carries, spring comes around, you look like not just a change of pace guy but like a yeah. real contributor. Mm-hmm. I, what's your progress been like since getting to ASU? Oh, uh, man, um, just
2: just remaining focused, you know. My mindset after last season was to come in offseason, you know, work hard, grind hard, show the coaches that, hey, I'm ready, and um, I got the job done, man.
1: So, I mean, what's the relationship like with, with Eno? Just coming off, you have, you have Kaylin and Demario, and that was the way it was for four years, and everyone's so kind of used to that, like a, a thunder and lightning type situation. Um, what's the relationship like, and, and what are you two hoping to accomplish together with all those expectations on you?
2: Eno, man, that's my brother. You know, we always hang out with each other, and, you know, we really look out for each other. I mean, you know, I ride for Eno, he ride for me, and... Um, this uh, we plan on, you know, doing great things our next three years here at Arizona State. Um, even breaking the records that Demario and KB, which is Kalen Bulaj, you know, break the records that
1: they put up. And um, you know, we really look forward to having these three years together. So I got you brought up Kalen Bulaj. I follow you on social media, and it feels like you this a special relationship, you know, with Kalen. Even after he was drafted, you posting pictures, you know, being around him and all the time. What what does that relationship with Kalen uh, mean to you? How did he rub off on you? Oh, man, Um, from the
2: very first day I came in, um, sitting in the office, um, Kalen Blige walked up to me, introduced himself, um, gave me his number. He was like, if you need anything, you know, just hit me. And ever since, you know, I just looked up to him as like an older brother, you know. And um, I looked up to Kalen, you know, everything he did, you know, I took notes. Made sure, like, I listened when he told me, coached me up on things. And telling um, he's a real good dude, man. Um, Like uh, Chase said, you know, I actually moved in with him um, for, like, ten months or so. And so, you know, we was with each other every day, man. He's just a wonderful guy, man.
1: What's that like, the up-close-and-personal Chase Lucas experience for ten months? Oh, man. You know, we have a lot of fun, you know, clowns, man. We love
2: yeah. having fun. We love going out and, you know, you know, we look out for each other. Real brothers,
1: man. So I mean, there's plenty of people from Texas yeah. at ASU. Uh, probably fewer from Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just w- what do we not know about the football scene in Houston area, like where you came from? What, what, what do you? What flavor are you bringing? What, what are you bringing from your city out to Tempe? You know,
2: um, you know, just that Texas style of football. You know, that's that's hard work. You know, and dedication. You know, football in Texas. That's you know. If you don't know, um, that it's really big out there in Texas, and um, you know, even in high school, the games be packed, and um, so you know, coming from Texas, you know, football was we always had high expectations, and um, so that's what I bring to Arizona State, man, just high expectations, for, not only for myself but for my teammates, and you know, um, and just to
1: lead these people. one thing I love about John Simon is, you know, he's always out there on social media. And, like, the tweets are funny sometimes, but yeah. he's always like lifting up family, plugging like the stuff that, you know that his wife. he he just gives the example of like what what a man yeah. should look like, you know, 15, 20 years down the road. What's your relationship with him like?
2: Oh man, uh, Coach Simon, that's like my father away from home. Um, you know, I go to church with Coach Simon. You know, we go to the same church. Um, he's a Christian guy. You know, you know his his <laughs> Frank Darby was real. So Frank over. Darby almost ran over. Um, but yeah, Coach Simon, um, real good coach, you know, he doesn't yell, he would never yell at you. He's very respectful, you know, if you mess up, you know, he'll bring you over, talk to you. And that's something I really like about Coach Simon, you know, he, he's very respectful and he will always respect you as a person.
1: What's it like to have that continuity of being able to keep your position coach even though there's a head coaching change? Oh, that's a blessing, you know, um, coming out
2: of high school, Coach Simon recruited me and, um, just to have him still here after you know most of the coaching staff left you know that was that was really like a you know fresh off the shoulders um, yeah you know so you know coach Simon, we really got good things ahead of us and um you know he planned on staying for the next three years
1: to see what this future brings takes us and you see there's all different styles of coaches. Some people need that hammer, some people need the teacher. Yeah. It feels very much like this Herm Edwards led staff, uh, very big teacher yeah. vibe. You make a mistake, a couple of coaches might pull you off to the side, yeah. arm around you, this is how you do it right. You know, whereas before a lot some, some people need that, like, no, this is you you, you need to do it this way, yeah. like and, and pound it into you. Uh, what what's it been like to sort of have the little bit of a change of vibe? Obviously you have the same position coach, but even being out here at this practice, it's much more chill and quiet yeah. than it was last year um i totally agree
2: um i feel like you know with some with certain players like you can't be that aggressive because you know some players take it differently than others and um just to have coaches that is very chill and um you know that takes you to the side and talks to you i really like that and um that's what i like about this new coaching staff man you know they're you know they take the time to coach you up talk to you and if you make mistakes you know they don't really You know, just yell at you You know, they they really coach you And that's what I like about it
1: So goals I mean, you see Picked last in the Pac-12 South Which is it's funny I mean, you were on the team last year And they said fifth You guys end up second And so, you know The media as a group They don't know know, They don't know what they're doing But at the same time Is that is that like bulletin board material? I, I saw the video of Herm Edwards saying like, don't fall into other people's expectations. Yeah. Is that something that motivates you? Or you just, you just kinda like Manny and, and, and Nikhil said when they were at Pac-12 Media Day, like now we're gonna do our thing. You guys do your job, you're wrong. Sometimes it is what it is. You know, um, me growing
2: up as, a, as an individual, you know, I never listened to, to the expectations people had for me. You know, I set my own expectations and uh, you know, I know me personally and I know as as a team, you know, we plan on winning the pack to us off. And um, that's our goals, you know, nothing less. You know, we plan on winning the pack to us off and um, that's what we're working towards doing. I appreciate it, thank you so much. Aw man, you're welcome sir. the coffee
1: so that is it for uh, this Devil's Junkie minicast. Stay tuned to devilsdigest.com, bringing you all of the information from Fall Camp. It uh, doesn't get any better uh, than what we're trying to do uh, over there for you. So we really appreciate your support. Thank you to Traylon Smith uh, for for being a guest. Thank you to Hoder uh, Pino for the opportunity to cover Arizona State. Thank you to Herm Edwards and Mark Brand for, uh, for really giving uh, the media an opportunity uh, at what is, at least in modern times, an unprecedented uh, look and access into what this team is up to um, in the fall. So stay tuned to devilsdigest.com. I'll have plenty more content, plenty more podcasts, plenty more interviews. Got an interview with Kyle Soley coming out. Uh, just wrote up a piece that I'm real proud of about Nikhil Harry, his relationship with his grandmother, uh, and his his um, you know seeking to become as good of a man off the field as he has, as he is a person, uh, a player on the field. So uh, make sure to stay tuned to devilsdigest.com. This has been a Devil's Junkie minicast with Ralph Amsden. We'll see you next time
0: i was living in a devil town
1: I didn't
0: know it was a devil town oh lord it really brings me down about the devil town all my friends were vampires I didn't know they were vampires I was a vampire myself in a devil town